Hello, welcome back to Pod Save Africa. It's Akende Adirele here again. Thank you for bearing with us over our long summer break. I've spent the time traveling, learning more about myself, and truly just taking a break. I've, however, missed Pod Save Africa, though, and I've missed every single one of my listeners. I've missed bringing you news and facts and stories every week, and I'm excited to continue to do so. During my brief sabbatical, I've had the great opportunity to meet a few incredible people, some of whom I'd like to highlight in this mini-season prior to the beginning of our season. There are five of them, and I'm excited to share the thoughts and the conversation I had with them. Next on this list of the fascinating people I've met is Inyema. If I were to describe her in two words, I would describe her as the builder. I'm fairly certain you will get this as soon as you listen to the episode. Please enjoy. Yema, what did you do? Hey, what's up? <laughs> great, great, great. So today we're going to be focusing, spotlighting her, um, discussing her experiences and getting to know about her and hopefully also learning for ourselves from her experiences. Um, so Yema, let's talk about a brief history of your life so far. Who are you? Oh gosh, do you want like... The novel version. The, the novel, oh, there's a novel version. <laughs> First of all, I got 30 minutes off this podcast. You better hurry up. A bridge version. Cliff notes. Hit me with the facts. Um. Okay, well, I'm Nigerian. Yeah. Proudly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was born in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. You know, born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. Um, went to Hillier City Schools. Um, went to college at University of Toledo. Mm-hmm. Um, I studied pharmacy as my beginning major. Okay. Switched out of that, but I'm sure we'll get to that later. Graduated with physical therapy. Okay. Um, Got into Howard University. Didn't go. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Um, And now I am working full-time at BMW Financial Services Mm -hmm. and I have a a new business that I recently launched. So so I kind of, there are a bunch of like parts that even I do personally know. So I, I like to dive into that. So first of all, you switch majors in college? Yes. Why? So come out of high school, I mean, let's be honest, how many high schoolers, 17, 18 year olds really know what they want to do? That's true. I mean, I knew what I wanted to do. Right. Some people are really convicted and they're yeah. like, I want to do this, which is great. Yeah. But most teenagers do not do know. Not, yeah, because they have to get to experience what real life is. True, true. So, I, you know, I had great grades in high school. I graduated with like a 4.2 GPA. God damn. And so I couldn't do anything I wanted to do. Wow. And so my parents were like, well, you should go do pharmacy. You know, Nigerian parents and pharmacy, medicine, yeah, the medicine, doctor, pharmacy, engineer. Yeah, like, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll do pharmacy, I guess. And, you know, my friend, my best friend at the time, which she's still my best friend. Okay. She was also, her parents also started to do pharmacy. I was like, okay, okay, we can do this together, I guess. Uh, besties. So I went. After my freshman year was over, it mm-hmm. wasn't until like middle of my sophomore year where I was like, after the first semester, I was like, yo, this is boring. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. When people ask me why I want to be a pharmacist, pharmacist I have no answer. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. Besides, okay. it makes good money. So I was like, let me switch out of this. So I still didn't know what I wanted to do. Okay. But physical therapy was something else my parents had suggested earlier on. So I thought, okay, well, I like to exercise. You know, maybe I'll try this out. Maybe it'll work for me. So I switched over to that. Um, and that's what I ended up staying with till I graduated because I was like, there's no point in me switching again. Like, okay. you know, I'll just ride this out. 
And it wasn't until my senior, like end of junior year, senior year of college where I started like meeting new people okay. who exposed me to different perspectives. And I became really interested in like entrepreneurship, business. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I got into Howard, I didn't even tell my parents I got into Howard. Yeah. Do they know now or are they probably <laughs> no. not doing this podcast? Because that's they, the they, they, did, they didn't know. But you know what happened was I told them I wanted to go do NYSC. Okay. You know, the youth service in Nigeria. No. And so... For them, for them, they were happy because they're, you know, for the child to be like, to, to want to, want to do it, I see, yeah. Like, okay, like, that's great. And, but they were under the, you know, um, impression. impression that I was coming back right. after NYC to go to physical therapy school. Okay. Not knowing, I already made up my mind that I didn't want to go. Oh. So I didn't, I was like, okay, I want to go to do NYC. Okay. So I did NYC, um, came back, and I told them, hey, I'm not pursuing physical therapy school. Peace. I have this business idea I want to work on and develop. Okay. You know, I feel like I really have strong ties and interest in this world. Okay. Um, so that's what I want to pursue. And that's okay. kind of how that went. Okay. So, so you went, so you carried yourself with your whole self <laughs> and went back, not just to Nigeria to enjoy December and to party and all that. Right. You went back for the National Youth Service. Yes. Why? Would you do that? I mean, I love Nigeria. Nigeria's okay. home. Okay. And I just wanted to go. I wanted a year to take time off and figure something out. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, why not go back home and just be, you know, and mm -hmm. be in a different element. I don't know anybody as far as like, you know, I didn't grow up with anybody. So mm -hmm. it's a new environment. It's a new environment as far as people not knowing me. I don't have to, you know, pretend to be someone or live right. to anyone's expectations, you right. know. So. I just went there and lived like a day-to-day -day Nigerian. Right. And it was great. I met people. Jeez. I fell in love. Uh, <laughs> that <ended>. Wow. <laughs> that's, yo, that's, that's a heartbreak story. Jesus. Okay. And so, you know, it was a great experience. It really okay. was. It was great. Yeah. Okay. That, that still blows my mind a little bit. I, <laughs> I, I'm not satisfied yet, but we'll move on. Um, so, yes. After NYC, what happened? So, after NYC, I came back. Um, and let me kind of backpedal a little bit. Okay. My senior year of college, I started this nonprofit organization with my best friend, my good friend Dixie. Okay. She's got me in. Um, hey, Dixie. And she, we had an idea to like form an uh, organization to help kids back home. Okay. Um, and it's, it's existing. It's actually registered um, in Ghana. Okay. Officially. Still working on the registration in Nigeria, but it's it's called Saving Our Gems. Okay. Ooh. Um and um we created it to provide children with resources that they need, we say to be well rounded individuals because okay. I feel like it's about more than just education. Mm. You know, you provide children with the books they need, okay. you know, uniforms, but we also want to provide them with after school activities, okay. with mentorship, okay. you know, exposing to different things so that they can okay. have a better perspective of what the world involved in what they can do and what they can achieve you know okay. so that's our goal with the organization right mm -hmm. now it's kind of dormant because obviously we're not there all right, all right. um and you know when it comes to countries like nigeria and ghana you really have to be there to yeah. start anything and see it through yeah. um so when i went to nigeria to do nyc i worked on that a little bit i got okay. to partner with the um orphanage and we did some work and so that really kind of like when i was there i was like yo this is what i want to be doing things like this like both philanthropy and you know um 
charity work and then also like business like okay business where it's like more of like my interest like fashion yeah. stuff like that all so. right so now your current pursuits seem to be some kind of merger of both of those things tell us about that so i recently started an online boutique hey it's called asha afrique say it one more time asha afrique say it one more time <laughs> asha afrique in case okay. you didn't hear okay <laughs> um we launched about four months ago okay and we retail only and i say only because it's very specific very there's no bending on that only okay. african made apparel shoes and accessories hmm. and so when I say African made, I mean made by designers in those African countries. So, mm. um, and the reason why I decided to go that route is because, well, I mean, one, I love African fashion. Okay. It's a booming industry. Um, it's growing every year, and a lot more people are paying attention mm -hmm. to fashion in Africa. Um, and there's so many talented designers and brands. Okay. And so I wanted to support them and allow them to have more exposure, you know, helping it in whatever way I can. Okay. As well as support their local communities because these are people who are supplying jobs to people, you know, in, in a country like Nigeria where everyone mm. knows it's hard to find employment. Right. You know, sometimes people graduate and they can't find jobs for years. Right. And so if I can do my part by selling people's product and yeah. getting them business and helping their business keep running okay you know they're keep they're they're employing people and that's a okay. beautiful thing so hmm. um that's why i really focus on african made goods okay and, and then also besides that i wanted to change the perception of um things made in africa uh, because you know a lot of times especially us africans ourselves we feel like we're inferior hmm. products made in our countries oh they're not good you know we right. want foreign this we want made in italy made right. But why can't you see something made in Ghana, made in Nigeria, made in South Africa, and be like, wow, this is quality, or this mm. is luxury, this is mm. really nice, you mm. know? So I feel like there's a lot of factors um, behind that, and there's a lot of opportunity to change certain perceptions. Okay, and you're changing that perspective and creating demand for products, right? right. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that process. You work with designers in these countries how do you set up that those relationships like how did you even you know as part of your nyc doing that how did you start yeah. to build those relationships during nyc i did meet some people okay um but the rest of it kind of just relied on my own research okay um i used google a lot i read articles hmm. uh, social media you can okay. find a lot of different people and i just reach out to them okay and you know of course i reach out as a professional as a okay. business not as just some random person, person right. you know so they know i'm serious right right um and i present to them like proposal like this is what i want to do okay so i think we can do business together okay and then from there we just negotiate work things out and that's that okay. and that so far the, i mean i've worked with two i have two main designers i'm working with right now one okay. is in nigeria okay she makes our handbags and then the other one's in south africa she makes the watches we sell okay and so far it's been very straightforward very honest you know, no problem, so. And that's all easy, copacetic. How do you manage that though? Because you have to communicate with them, call them, do you or have to like stay up very um, late? So we email, in the beginning it was email, but then WhatsApp became like a main that they, tool. Ooh, so I see. So yeah, well, I'll just send them messages. Okay. Um, If I want to place an order, you know, I'll text them and then they'll send me like an invoice for whatever I ordered or okay. you know, things like that. So it's a very, I and for me, it's very important 
to do business with good people. Hmm. So I don't care how good your product is. Right. If I feel like you're not a good person, yeah. you're not an honest person, you're not a kind person, I, I don't want to do business with you. How do you take a measure of that? How can you tell? Honestly, I... So I'll read about their business. Okay. Um, and then also just from talking, when you know, when you exchange, whether it's mm -hmm. email or phone call mm -hmm. or texting, you can get a vibe of how someone is. Mm -hmm. Just the, the words they use. Okay. Um, the way they respond to you. How quickly they respond to you. Okay. Um, their willingness to to answer your questions, things like that, and just you know their tone of voice when you talk to them. Right. Um, for example, the lady in Nigeria, her name, um, well, the brand name is Magnesi. Okay. That's the name of her brand. Are you going to go into that a little bit? Um, go into that a little bit. No, we we are because I saw her on your blog and I saw her oh, okay. on the blog. I yes. like to ask him about that. Um, but she, I mean, from the get go, I reached out to her. I remember. That's in an email. I think I sent an email. She replied back, mm -hmm. and we call. I called her. I said, "Can we set up a phone call?" Like, What's okay. that call? I mean, from the first conversation, she was just so nice. And I remember she said, "Like, you know, I, I of course I want to do business with you. It sounds like a great idea. I want to support okay. my fellow African entrepreneur, female entrepreneur." Okay. She was just so positive, I and I just knew, like, okay, this is someone I can do business with. Okay. And um, so it's been nothing but a good relationship ever since. That's fantastic. And you've highlighted her on your blog. Let's talk yes. about your blog. Let's go into it. Um, so at least one, one thing I find particularly inspiring is not just that you work with them, but you also help platform them as well. You put up, them up as a you know part of your platform, explaining what they do, detailing right. their stories, how they started their own businesses. Mm -hmm. And as far as I saw um, with the lady we just spoke about, um, she's also a female entrepreneur, and that, yes. that, that's really inspiring. What, what, how did you even decide to do that? Because I find that so no, novel. Um, you know, I, because for me, I wanted people to know that where their products are coming from. Hmm. Um, and it, on our mission on the page, read the about us page. Yeah. It clearly says, you know, not only are we providing you with a good shopping experience and hmm. good, you know, good products. But we also want to be able to tell the stories of the designers we work with hmm. and the sustainability of their products and their brands. So okay. I just felt like, for me personally, I know if I'm getting something, I want to know where it's coming from. Especially if right. I know it has cultural significance. Yeah. You know, yeah. with Ankara prints, you know, African designs, they're, they're different. They're bold. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they have a deeper meaning or a story yeah. behind them. Yeah. Or even if there is no deep story, you just want to know, like, who made this, yeah. you know? Um, so I thought it was important to not just be like, okay, this is a vendor we're working with, here's their name. Yeah. But I thought it'd be really dope to tell their story, you mm. know? Stories are really important. I feel like they can inspire, mm. um, they they add value. And so I just wanted to showcase that. And that's how the behind the brand kind of started. started. And yeah, I thought that's a really cool concept. It is, it is. I'm like. It blows my mind a little bit. So now, speaking of branding, you also run an Instagram page. And by run, you run an Instagram page. You don't just post photos. You run an Instagram page. I'd like to talk a little bit more about that. Tell me, first of all, why did you decide on Instagram as a method, as a media platform for, you know, sharing your stuff and branding? Right. Um, and what goes into that? I mean, Instagram is the best. I mean, I personally think the best platform to use when you are a retailer in mm. fashion. Mm. Just because fashion is, is so visual. Okay. You know, you need to see. And the, it's the pictures that inspire people to say, I want that. Okay. So when, you, when you're posting vivid 
beautiful pictures, Instagram is meant for that. You know, okay. that's really how, why it was built, to post pictures. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's my number one platform that I use because you can interact, you can post pictures, you can still talk to people, you can post videos. Okay. Um, and I still use other platforms such as um, Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Um, and Twitter, Twitter is not ideal. Twitter is not for me personally. Right. I don't think if you're a small business. Okay. Twitter doesn't really get you much. Hmm. Doesn't get you very far. Okay. Because Twitter is a very, um, it's it's more so about like words, context. You know. Yeah. People will tweet funny stuff or whatever. Okay. It's you know when you read it, you're like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. People aren't really going on Twitter searching for. I want to look for a new bag. You right. know what I mean? No one cares oh, on right, Twitter. Right, you know? Right, 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 Who cares? Right. So well, you're, you're wasting your time posting stuff on there. Right. So I don't really do much on Twitter as far as my business goes. Okay. It's mostly um, um, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook is Facebook great. Facebook is good. Okay. And Pinterest. Okay. Pinterest is like evergreen, meaning that your pictures kind of just stay there. They stay there, okay. And they recycle and they okay. get repinned and they, you okay. know, so Pinterest is good. But Instagram is the number one. All right, so let's cycle back a little bit now. You decided to start a business, and did you just like wake up one morning? And I was like, all right, there's a website. This like, how did you, you know, for a lot of people, the most difficult thing is to start. Like to start. that is the most difficult part. How how did you? What were the first couple of things you do? Did how did you like even garner the mental motivation to take that risk? Take I mean, so I was brainstorming a lot in Nigeria. I have first okay. of all, I'm the kind of person where I have a lot of ideas in my head. Okay. Like I think about stuff to do all the time. I consider myself a multi-potentialite. Hey, you know, where... Oh, multi-potentialite. Jesus, let me take a note <laughs> for that. That's, I've never heard that word before. Where, you know, you're someone who can do a lot of things. Okay. And you believe that you can do a lot of things. And your okay. interest is not just in one thing. Okay. You know, I feel like I... If I wanted to be in the tech world, I could be in the tech world through investment. Or mm. fashion through whether I'm retailing or designing myself. Okay. Or you know, fitness, like, I mm -hmm. like I have so many different interests and I can do so many different things. Okay. Um, so for me, I was brainstorming this idea in Nigeria. I was like, yo, I really want to start like an online store. Like, what do I want to sell? What am I passionate about? What do I like? All right. I was like, okay, fashion. I've always liked fashion. Mm -hmm. I remember my mom when I was younger, she told me I, used to, I would shop too much. Really? Uh, she told me, I oh, you shop too much. You buy too okay. much clothes. Like, but I just like shopping. I like fashion. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, okay, let me do this. So as soon as I came back, I just hit the ground running with research, with, you know, figuring stuff out, okay. um, planning, like, you know, how did I want to execute, uh, where, was I, where was I going to get the money from, okay. things like that. And so by no means am I an expert. You right. know, sometimes I feel like people think they need to know everything think, before they ooh, start something. I see. I and see. that's not the truth. You don't huh. need to have everything in Figure the bag. Right, right okay, I'm set to go. Because if you feel like that, you'll never get started. Yeah. Because you will never know everything. Yeah. Oh. Especially in the world of business. Right. Everything is hypothetical before you start. Before you start, Even right, if you right. have an MBA, I don't care if you have an MBA. Right. And they teach you all the business principles. Right. It's all hypothetical. Hmm. And experience is a real teacher. Because once you Oof. start, right, right. there's so many things coming your way that right. you might not have thought about. Okay. So I just started. I said, you know what? I have determination. I have good work ethic. Okay. And if I don't know something, I believe that I can figure it out. Hmm. And so I just started and I'm, I, you know, I've made mistakes, but right. you learn from your mistakes and you keep it moving. You okay. Know? All right. Now, on the other, we've spoken about the people who supply for uh -huh. you. 
Now let's go to the other side of the spectrum, your customers. How does that interaction work? Where are you speaking about it a little bit through Instagram and those uh -huh. platforms where how do you find the best ways are to communicate with your customers or how do you find the best ways are to get, what are the best ways to get information out there? What are the best ways for you to have a good interaction, like a good sale with an individual? Like how does that work? Well, so as far as like over the internet goes, mm -hmm. well, let me say this. I've done vendor shows where it's like I'm selling myself in person. Okay. And for me, that's like the best interaction mm -hmm. um, because you really get to see how people react to your things and okay. you get to talk to your customers. Okay. Um, like the show I went to in New York, um, the Her Leg Legacy Conference in New York, I went to the end of January. Okay. That's really where I like I got a lot more followers. Mm. And I was able to talk to people and they appreciated what I was doing because okay. they were able to talk to me and really see what I was doing. Mm. Um, so that interaction is always very exciting for me. I love okay. interacting with my customers. Okay. I take it very seriously, like as far as interacting with my customers and making sure I'm attentive mm -hmm. and, um, you know, really giving them the feedback that they need and they mm. want. Um, and so through social media, you know, I encourage people to like comment on photos or if people comment, I reply almost immediately or as soon as I can. I try to create conversation. If they mm. send me messages, you know, I'm engaging with them. If okay. they have any issues, like I'm engaging with, not just, oh, you know, done, 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 but I actually want to talk to them, you know? Okay. And one thing I always do, I always want to know their name. I, you know, I always ask them what their name is. Right. Like, you know, when you make that effort to be personal, right. you know, even in business, right. and it can be hard because business is stressful yeah. and you feel like you don't have time to be trying to, to make to personal like talk connection. To everybody. Right, right. But just try your best because it makes all the difference and people mm. will appreciate and they'll be able to recognize that, okay, mm. this person truly cares about what they're doing and they care about me mm. as a customer. Um, mm. So that's really what I try to do every single time because awesome. customer service is so important. It like is. I can't stress good, it enough. Good, good, good. So, so important. That's fantastic. <laughs> Say that louder for them in the back. Yeah, that's, that's a really important fact. Um, now, I'd like to ask them some, I guess, deeper questions. What would you say are your biggest, like so far on this journey, what has been your biggest struggle and what's the thing you find that you personally are most easily, you know, you have no problem doing? Like, what is that thing that you just like, it just rolls off the tongue so easily? Okay, I'll start with the thing that's easy for me. Um, okay. It's not like specific, but... I feel like it, it comes easy, like, staying motivated. For mm. me, that comes easy. Like, okay. I don't have trouble with saying, like, oh, my gosh, I have to do work. Or I have to think about this. Like, right. You know, I'm constantly thinking about new ways I can market myself or okay. new ideas I can bring to the website. Okay. And so, for me, I Is just... Is that natural or are you just, like, cultivated a discipline that lets you do that? I mean, some, I think it's natural slash over the years. Okay. I mean, growing up, you know, even with me and my sisters, uh, my parents never really had to, like, be honest. Like, why are you not doing your work? Mm. Of course, you know, they made sure, you know, let us know it's important to do your homework. Right. They provided structure, you know, come back, get your work done. But right. other than that, like, we we did things without being told. Mm. Um, and you just kind of develop that work ethic. Right. And for me, it's also about the end goal. I always envision why am I doing something? Hmm. And I feel like if you take the time to really remember why you do something, hmm. you it's like 
you're adding fuel to your fire. Like you'll you'll never burn out. It'll, it'll right. keep you going. Right. And so those days where you feel like, man, I don't want to do this. Just think about why am I doing this? What what's the bigger picture? And hmm. that will really push you forward. So for me, it just keeps me motivated. Hmm. And I've always been a like internal person. I internalize hmm. a lot. Right. I don't really rely on outside sources to motivate me okay. or to make me feel better okay. or to make me happy. It's all come from within. Hey. I've been that way since I was young. Okay. Um. So I'm just a self motivated person, and I don't really have to do much to stay on track. Okay. Um. Right. But something that is hard. Right is feeling like I'm on the right path all the time. Mm. Um, just because when you kind of veer off traditional routes, right. you know, you're not going and getting a degree and getting a regular job. And mm. especially like in an African household where it's like, oh, you know, if you're a doctor, engineer, lawyer, it's like you've succeeded, you know, okay. you've accomplished so much. Yeah. And um, so sometimes you look at your mates who are in their careers and they're, well on their way it, it mm. can kind of get you down sometimes yeah. where it's like well you know i i don't have a steady career i'm still building myself like mm -hmm. people are making so much more money than i am right. and so sometimes it's just hard to like to stay positive about what you're doing um in the sense that you know am i doing the right thing should i change gears like and do something else um you know how long is it going to take me to really get my feet steady in this world of business like you know so that comes hard and um some days you know it's harder than others where mm -hmm. i'm just like yo i don't know what i'm doing i should mm -hmm. just stop you know let me just stop it all okay. and so that is definitely a challenge is just you know remembering why you're doing it um and not letting so much of the outside world and you know get you down about what you're doing because it's very hard it's yeah. very hard yeah. and it's lonely because yeah. people won't understand your struggle until mm -hmm. they've actually been, been in that in struggle yeah. and very few people will get to be in it so they don't know right um so now on a similar vein and this is more experiential you mentioned earlier that you've made some mistakes mm -hmm. um, and you've had some successes what would you say is your greatest mistake and what has been your greatest success so far? Greatest success? Um, yeah, we go deep on this podcast. Greatest success? As far as, like, the business goes? Yeah. Okay. And, and you know, if you want to share just something general in life, we appreciate that as well. Greatest success? And the business, um... I would say, you know what? I've been very happy with networking. Mm. lately okay um and i feel like that has really been it has led to so many opportunities okay um you know because when it comes to networking i feel like you don't really learn how to network until i mean some people do learn how to network early on in their college careers just okay. because of the profession right. or maybe what they expose themselves to right, right um but a lot of people that come out of college and they still don't really know what the networking okay, looks is. like yeah yeah you know what i mean and so for me i I really wasn't a networker, you know, I was social, I can go into social events and talk mm -hmm. to people, but there's more to networking than just that. Like what? Um, you know, networking is not just about being in a social setting, mm -hmm. just plopping yourself in and thinking, well, I'm in a social setting, Yeah. it's whatever. It's really about getting outside your comfort zone, um, being vulnerable in a certain way, hmm. um, and also really knowing how to relate to people. and and 
developing that skill. Because for me, I think networking is a skill. Mm-hmm. It might, it's not like a, a skill where, you know, you're, you know, um, a basketball or mm-hmm. something like that. But it's a skill in the sense that there are certain ways you can talk to people mm-hmm. and relate to people that will yield the results that you want. Mm-hmm. And what's tricky about it is it still has to be genuine, you mm-hmm. know? Because people will know when you're being fake. Fake, yeah. Why you know, you people will know when right. you just want something. Right. And so you really have to understand and appreciate the art of getting to know people hmm. and building relationships and maintaining relationships. That's the key. Yeah. Is yeah. You can go to a social event and say, hey, hey, oh, okay, great. What's your contact? Right. Cool. Yeah. And then nothing happens. Nothing happens. It's right, really right. after that. That's what right. the real like networking is. It's right. how you maintain those relationships. Huh. So for me, I feel like I've had success with that. I've been going out to different places. I've really been reaching out to people, mm-hmm. maintaining contact, you know, um, getting to know them. Mm. Um, and that's one thing about people. Don't sell yourself. Don't sell your business. Like, mm. that's not, you're not going to get any value. You're not going to get anywhere. Because right. people don't care about what you're doing. doing. Right. You know, they don't, they care about who you are. Right. And they want you to get to know them. Mm. And so... Don't be like, oh, yeah, I have this business. Check out my stuff. Bye, bye, bye. Right, right. It's a turnoff. But if you get to know the person on a personal, personal level, level right. you won't even have to really talk about your business. Hmm. It'll just, they'll ask you, like, so hmm. what do you do? Or how can I support you? How hmm. can I help you? Like, it'll just come so naturally. So I feel like I've really had success with networking and building relationships. Oh, sure. I just learned some jobs. <laughs> That's fantastic advice. Um, and then failure or mistakes. Yeah. Um... I would say sometimes I get ahead of myself and I think so big, like I want things to be big. Like right. when I do something, I want it to be big and wonderful. Right. <laughs> and um, things can get to that level, but when right. you start out, you have to start small. Yeah. So one of my mistakes was inventory because I buy all my inventory. Okay. And inventory is very expensive and right. it ties up a lot of your money. Right. So one thing I would say is I would have started out with, I, I don't have a lot of inventory. It's not going to have a lot, but I would have started out with even less. Okay. Um, and just really focus on moving that tiny amount of inventory. Okay. Instead of thinking like, oh my gosh, you know, this is a great product, which right. it is. Right. But sometimes we get so excited about our products, products that, you... that we think they're about to be <laughs> right. flying off the shelves. Right. You know what I mean? But it takes time to build a brand. So okay. I would have just kind of killed, like, you know, stepped back a little bit and said, let me just start with like a basic, basic minimum. Hmm. Um, so that's my advice to anyone who's looking to get into retail and wants to buy inventory. Start with very Start little with inventory the, as right. possible. Trust right. me, you will not regret it because money, it ties up your money, especially if you're if you're using like credit or mm-hmm. loans. Like mm-hmm. you don't want your money to be tied up in inventory. Yeah, you know. So okay. Yeah. Now my uh, final question for you, we've gone round the boat. Um, is if you were to share, just you first of all, you could drop in gems throughout this podcast, <laughs> and I really appreciate that. But if you were to give a valuable piece of advice um not just for uh young entrepreneurs but specifically for african mm-hmm. female entrepreneurs um what would that piece of advice be um i will say believe in yourself hey and that's very important um go, go deeper into that we, I, I hear that very often but like what does that mean yeah, some people think, like what does that really mean yeah but it's so powerful because when you believe in yourself and you believe in what you're able to accomplish, hmm. it's just like 
you feel like you walk with so much purpose and you feel like you know i might i don't have all the answers but i know i'm able to do this because i envision it and i'm able to accomplish it and that's coming from me from someone who hasn't always believed in herself like okay. as far as my abilities and i felt like i was worthy of certain things am i good like am i even smart enough to do certain things you mm. know um and so once i got to that level where i have more confidence and i believe in myself and what i want to do and i believe in my voice mm. um and i believe that what i have to say is important and what my ideas are important mm. i just found that i was just i had so much more creativity so much more energy i felt like i i had a reason for being here like okay this is what i'm doing and so just believe in yourself and and don't worry so much about what other like projection the things being projected on you mm. sometimes people will use their fears they project their fears on you mm -hmm. in a way of advice mm. and so well let me give you some advice you know you shouldn't do this right. because this you shouldn't do that because that well this is what i think and so you have to really be able to separate what true genuine advice is and what people's fears are right and because a lot of people will have fears and they'll be projecting it on you right. because they one either don't have the ambition that you have hmm. or they're just simply haters hey you know what i mean and they're simply haters you know disguising themselves as well i'm just looking out for you no right. you're not you know right. so believe in yourself stay strong and always keep your eye on the prize. Things mm. aren't easy. Things, there's no straight path. Mm. You have to go through different obstacles. But just believe in yourself and believe that there is an end goal and you will get there. And you just keep working hard. Trust me, you will get there. And Fantastic. the journey is beautiful. Like, I'm having fun. Mm. It's hard. Sometimes I'm sad. But okay. I, I, I feel so much more alive than I ever have. Like, I feel happy. Like, that's genuinely happy. You genuinely. Know? So, that's, fantastic. that's my advice. Now, I lied. That was my final question. My final question <laughs> is, um, what does the future look like? Let's let's get excited together for what a second. What does the future look like? like? What do we what do we what do we look forward to be pumped about? Like what well, are we, what's okay. Asha Freak gonna be like? Where well, are we going with this? Asha Freak. Yes. If you see, if you see my logo, it says culture, design, lifestyle. Hmm. So for me, it's about more than just fashion. Hmm. It's about lifestyle. It's about design. Um, and with li lifestyle and fashion are kind of like intertwined. They kind of feed off each other actually mm -hmm. because, you know, fashion is shared, it's celebrated in different, you know, environments. Um, whether you're going to a concert, you know, people, they want to wear the latest fashion or, you know, certain public figures influence fashion, right. you know, all kinds of different factors. So for me, I don't want to just be, we sell clothes, we sell bags. I want right. it to be... Well, in addition to selling and, and, and selling bags and clothes, you know, we're organizing events to bring together, you know, maybe different creatives, you know, fashion designers, um, entertainers, you know, we're, we're, we're creating environments for them to come, socialize, share ideas, you know, things like that. Or maybe um, on the other side of it, maybe we are also designing things ourselves, you know, as far as me, like, I want to get into designing my mm. own clothing and own bags and stuff like that. Yeah. So for me, I want it to really, it's a brand. I want it to really encompass a lot and be able to do, expand a lot within that brand. Mm. Um, and so that's what I'm working on. Um, I even have different collaborations I want to do with different people um, in the upcoming future. So for me, I'm excited about just growing it. 
um, and people see, recognizing the logo and saying, "Yeah, like I, I, I mess with that brand. Like right. they're, they're, you know, they're about that life, and I love everything they do, and that's what I'm super excited about." Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I, thank you. Man, I learned a whole lot, even just personally, and I think many of my listeners will be also inspired by I your words. So. I hope so. Hey, it, it always happens. I'm serious. Um, so thanks so much for sharing. Where can we find you, like on the internets, on the Pinterest, on the Instagram? <laughs> so I make it really easy. So okay. on all my social media handles, it's at Asha Afrique, Okay. and that's spelled A-S-A, and then A-F-R-I-Q-U.